why 2019 is a watershed year for Social Security. Benefits guru Mary Beth Franklin explains the big changes on Consuelo Mack Wealth Track. If you are married for more than 10 years, you're divorced, you stay single, you can claim spousal benefits, which are half of your ex's uh, social, social security benefits, even if they haven't claimed. Whereas if I'm married, I have to, I can't claim social benefits until my spouse has claimed his or her. Currently benefits. married couples, one spouse must be able to, must right. claim to trigger it for the other. Whereas divorced spouses, as long as you're divorced for at least two years and otherwise eligible, and you're both at least 62 years old, you are what they call an independently entitled ex-spouse. You can claim on your ex's record even if he or she has not claimed. I've actually had people contact me and say, hey, this is a better deal. Should I get divorced? And right. My, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Mary Beth. My reaction is, well, it's a good deal, but it's not that, that good of good. a deal. How much are you paying your divorce attorney? So it is one added benefit for divorced spouses. There's a lot of attention that's paid to married couples claiming strategies for Social Security, but there are a lot of single people out there as well. Are the rules any different for them? Well, the rules are simpler for single people. That doesn't mean it's better for them. Mm -hmm. Essentially, um, if you're still working, don't claim before your full retirement age because of the earnings restrictions. Um, if you want to retire early, no, maybe you claim early, realizing that your benefits are reduced for the rest of your life. But I don't necessarily urge single people to delay till 70. Mm -hmm. Because the biggest reason, in my opinion, to delay till 70 is not just to get that bigger paycheck at 70, but to create a larger survivor benefit for whoever's left behind. Mm -hmm. But if you're not married, there is no survivor. And what happens if you choose to delay till 70 and you get hit by a truck at 68? Well, guess what? Nobody gets those benefits. They right. go back into the social insurance pool. So for truly single people, I would say, take it at full retirement age, and if you don't need the money, you may just want to bank it. Survivor benefits, they only go to somebody you are married to. Is yes, that correct? or if you have a minor dependent child right. under the age of 18 or a permanently disabled adult child. They were both entitled to survivor benefits, but for most single people, there's not going to be anybody to get a survivor benefit, so it may not make sense to delay till 70. Is there another hitch as far as your income, um, as far as Medicaid, Medicare benefits are concerned? Because there is, if, if you make a certain amount of income or above, you have to pay higher premiums, right? So, the, so right. Medicare is aware of what you're making and they charge you accordingly. So it's kind of means-based in some respects. Exactly. Medicare is means-based, right. which is means-tested. It's, yes. it's one of the great shocks of retirees. A lot of people that I talk to think they're going to turn 65 and will never pay a penny exactly. for health care the rest of their life because they're on Medicare. Well, I hate to disappoint you, but Medicare generally covers about half of your costs. Mm -hmm. um, right. Hospitalization, definitely. Right. right. Outpatients with your deductible and co-payments, right. at which case most people buy a supplemental policy called a Medigap policy to fill in those gaps, or they go the all-inclusive route, and instead of having Medicare A and B and a supplemental policy, they have a Medicare Advantage plan, which is like an HMO. It's a, mm -hmm. a network where everything's included, but you have to use specific providers, and it tends to be cheaper. Uh, but what people don't realize is while 
most Medicare beneficiaries are currently paying $135.50 a month for Part B. Depending on your income, yes. you could be paying a whole lot more. And I'm talking $460 a month per person if both spouses are over 65. Wow. And your Medicare Part D prescription drug plan is also tied to income. The thresholds are if you are single, and your modified adjusted gross income, which is essentially everything on your tax return, plus any tax-exempt interest, mm -hmm. like if you invest in muni bonds, it's not tax-exempt when it comes to Medicare. Right. You add your adjusted gross income and your tax-exempt interest, that creates your modified adjusted gross income. If it's over 85000 if you're single, or over 170000 if you're married, now you're going to pay more for Medicare. And there are a total of six tiers that go up. Wow. And they're what they call um, cliff tiers. In other words, I go $1 over, $85,001. Right, you're in the next You're tier. in the next tier. I'm paying Anymore. an extra 50-some dollars a month. Right. It goes up and up and up. Uh, this can be a real shock to people. Yes. And part of the problem is the way that we have traditionally tapped our um, investments and retirement right. savings. That the general idea was always, well, you want to tap those brokerage accounts first because you're paying preferential capital gains treatment only on the profits, and then you're going to tap your retirement accounts. But gee, try to let them go to 70 and a half until you have to tap them. And then if you have Roth IRA money, which is tax-free, save that till the end. Well, the problem is, if you do it that way, your required minimum distributions that you have to take out of your retirement accounts every year once you turn 70 and a half are probably going to be really big because you haven't tapped them early. And now you're locking yourself into this guaranteed income in retirement that pretty much assures you you're going to have to keep paying these um, higher premiums. Higher premiums. Right. So I've been saying to people, as a result of the tax law that was passed in 2017, we're probably looking at the lowest individual tax rates we will ever see in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. And they are on, due- On income tax On rates. income tax right. rates, individual income tax right. rates. And those are due to expire at the end of 2025. This is a great time to start looking at some of your traditional retirement accounts and convert a little at a time each year between now and 2025- Into- Into a Roth, Roth IRA. IRA. Now, yes, you're going to have to pay income taxes at our current low income tax rates on the amount you convert, but now you're building a pool of tax-free money for the future. So if you're someone who's on Medicare and you say, wow, I was $3,000 into my next Medicare tier. Well, this year, if I could take $3,000 out of my tax-free IRA mm -hmm. rather than my taxable one, I might be able to hold down my Medicare premium. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that makes it really hard to figure out how to do this and why I do encourage professional advice is that Medicare bases your premiums this year, 2019, on your last available tax return. Guess what? That was two years ago. Right. It was the 2017 tax return that you filed in 2018. So it takes a little, you know, guesstimate of, right. of what your taxes are going to be. But it is a great opportunity for people to try to move some of their assets into the tax-free column for future purposes.